You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 36-year-old Tracy Bagwell. She was a University of Central Florida graduate, and she was a single mother. She was found dead on June 6, 2001, in her 1997 green Nissan Maxima at around 4.20 p.m. She was found in the parking lot of the First Baptist Church. She was still wearing her seatbelt in the driver's seat, and she was slumped over the steering wheel. She was cold and bloody. There was lots of blood spatter. An autopsy revealed she was stabbed in the head, neck, and chest more than 30 times. The door on the passenger side was not closed all the way, and there was no blood spatter on the passenger seat. No forced entry, which suggests she knew whoever was in the car with her. Her phone and purse were never recovered, and her pager was missing. There were no weapons found at the scene. Her 17-year-old daughter, Chanel, saw her the night before she was found. Her daughter tells police that Tracy was paged after hours by somebody she worked with. Tracy was a foster care caseworker at the Department of Children and Families in Rockledge. Apparently, she had to go to an emergency meeting that night. The police start interviewing people she knew, but the police didn't find anything in her personal life. So the police begin to speak to her co-workers. It turns out she was paged by somebody from her office. The police subpoena her phone records. Tracy received three calls from payphones. Unfortunately, there was no surveillance available for the payphones. The police decide to page Tracy's pager and see if anybody calls back. They get a call back, but nobody says anything. The call is traced to the residence of 50-year-old Candace Fiore. She worked with Tracy and was her supervisor. They pull her over, and while they're talking to her... Hey, 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 people. If you like gaming, check out McAlinden Gaming Headphones. Great sound quality, super comfy, and not expensive at all. If you're decorating your room and looking for ideas, check out Kiko Smart LED Strip Lights. My daughters have these in their room, and they love them, and they look fabulous. They're easy to install and comes with a controller, and it works with an app as well. But don't just take my word for it. Go and get your own. UBSI's selfie ring light and stand comes in so handy when I'm doing my videos. It's easy to use and has three different light tones, so my videos come out great. My phone fits perfectly, and it's stable and lightweight, so it can be moved around easily. Great bang for your buck. I just love false eyelashes, especially on a night out. Check out New Kali False Eyelashes. They are easy to apply, come with many pairs you can use more than once, totally worth the money. More information can be found in the show notes. If you're a true crime addict like me, 
check out my store, crystalkiss.com, for some murder merch and start killing it. So many designs to choose from at a great price. You can use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% off your entire order. And for U.S. orders only, order three or more items and get free shipping. More information can be found in the show notes. Back to Murder Speaks. One of the other detectives pages Tracy, and it goes off. Candace had Tracy's pager. So the police questioned Candace. It's not a very big building. I mean, everybody knows everybody. Um, Tracy and I don't socialize. We're working companions. I don't have a relationship with her outside of a work relationship. Um, the one pager, the other pager, Actually, there's two on my desk, and I, I picked that up because I was in the office getting papers and stuff. Um, I believe that pager was from an employee that was just fired last Friday, is what I think. Who do I do, Katie? I want to seize this pager, okay, because there's a question. Who belongs to She had a bandage on her left arm, and her shoes had bloodstains on them. As they're interviewing her, they notice blood on the pager. She tells police the pager belongs to somebody who was fired, but they know she's lying because that pager belongs to Tracy. The blood sample is processed. They had to let Candace go due to lack of concrete evidence. The next morning, they found Candace unresponsive in her mother's pool and she left a suicide note. The police get a search warrant for Candace's house. They find significant amount of property that should have been given to foster children. They search her car and find requisition forms with Tracy's signature that was forged. A foster child had not received certain property. A caseworker asked Tracy why the child had not received certain property and asked Tracy to verify her signature. And that's when Tracy indicated her signature was forged. Candace was aware that Tracy was questioned about her signature, and that's why she killed her. She wanted to cover her tracks. Candace received a lot of money by committing fraud. She embezzled more than $100,000 in toys, cash, electronics, and property. Wow, this is crazy. This was Tracy's co-worker and supervisor. She obviously felt comfortable enough to meet her late at night. Obviously, she did not expect her to kill her. That just goes to show you just don't know people. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks for listening. Bye.